0: With the S&P 500 probing its lows for the year, investor anxiety was near its high and sentiment near its lows. On Friday, October 14th, the Oak Harvest investment team released our weekly Stock Talk podcast. What was its title? What could go right for your portfolio in the fourth quarter? Hey everyone, I'm Chris Paris, Chief Investment Officer at Oak Harvest Financial Group here in Houston, Texas. I want to recap what we were seeing six weeks ago and address where we currently stand. Before I get into more detail with this week's video titled, Mr. Right Appeared, make sure you click on the subscribe button as well as the notification bell, so our team can notify you when we upload our latest content. Recall, back in October, the Federal Reserve was on the move with historically large and fast interest rate hikes from the lowest level on record to over 300 basis points in just nine months. Since then, they've added another 75 basis points and they're expected to add another 50 in just another week at the December meeting. Take a look at the table with their year-to-date moves. Remember that the Fed directly controls short-term interest rates, not long-term interest rates. Okay, I'll say it, and it's a much overused term, but the Fed's moves this year in 2022 have been unprecedented for the last 50 years. Only Alan Greenspan in 1994 comes close. Back then, Greenspan doubled rates by 300 basis points in only 12 months to slow growth and ensure inflation didn't perk up. In 2022, the Fed is raising short-term rates with the sole purpose of trying to cool inflation down. Take a look at the chart for 2022 interest rate hikes compared to prior cycles. Back on October 14th, the S&P 500 was down over minus 25% year-to-date. While others were saying the Fed would need to pause interest rate increases for stocks to rally, our team was saying that wasn't historically what was needed. In fact, We specifically pointed to the same 1994 cycle when Greenspan merely slowed the pace of interest rate hikes in the fourth quarter and the market accelerated higher. It didn't wait for a pivot or a pause. The CPI and many of its components have finally peaked, and they're headed lower. Even the Fed, which overweights lagging stale government data, has finally admitted that inflation is past its peak. That's a positive. The second positive factor we noted was the midterm election seasonality. Midterm election years tend to be a mess for the first three quarters, with the average first three quarter return being down about minus 20.8%, according to Merrill Lynch. After three quarters in 2022, we were down slightly more than 20%, but on pace for a very standard, but not enjoyable pre-midterm elections decline. However, the best part of the presidential cycle starts in the fourth quarter of the second year in a presidential term through year end three rallies off the midterm summer lows into year-end have averaged over 17.5%. Over the last 70 years, stocks have had a positive return one year after midterm elections every time. The average return has been almost 15%. So far, the fourth quarter of 2022 is following that very positive script. Finally, we discussed the contrary factor of investor sentiment. Right now, it's far from joyous. Back in October, it was plain somber. According to Merrill Lynch, inflows to cash accounts were at their highest levels since April of 2020, which was the peak fear of COVID and the lows in the stock and bond markets for the next 18 months. Currently, margin debt levels have dropped at their fastest pace since near the market lows in 2001 and 2009. This is also a positive contrarian factor for investor sentiment. So, viewers, these were a few reasons we gave back in mid-October for expecting a material rally in the fourth quarter, which has transpired. So where do we stand now? we'll take a look at the S&P 500. I'm choosing the S&P 500 because that's the one most people follow. The Dow Jones chart and performance looks better as it's more heavily weighted towards value factor stocks. If One looks at the NASDAQ composite chart and stock performance, that would look worse because it's more heavily weighted towards technology and high growth stocks, which have been hurt by higher interest rates. As you can see, we've had a substantial rally in equities since the mid-October lows. The rally has very much mirrored the mid-summer rally. The mid-summer rally failed in mid-August, with the increase in Federal Reserve hawkishness on interest rates. This time, the rally on the S&P 500 did recover to have a few daily closes above the 200-day moving average for the first time since March. The S&P 500 closed above the 200-day moving average on November 30th and December 1st. While I'm no master technician and chartist, and I don't believe that chart technicals are everything, they do matter to many investors, traders in particular. So the question now, is with the daily closes above the 200-day moving average, are they a big deal? All we can do is look at history and see what's happened in the past. According to data provided by Ben Carlson, who writes the great blog, A Wealth of Common Sense, it's been very rare over the last 70 years. Take a look at the table showing the returns of the S&P 500 on the prior 13 occasions that the S&P 500 traded below the 200-day moving average for over seven months and then broke back above and closed above it Historically, as you can see, it's been a big deal. 12 out of 13 times, the S&P 500 was substantially higher six and 12 months later, averaging a little over 12% positively for six months and almost 19% over the next 12 months. Only on one occasion, in 2002, two years post the dot-com bubble top, did the markets post a negative return over the next six and 12 months. 12 out of 13 years, over 92% of the time, the market has had healthy returns after regaining the 200-day moving average. Of course, we all know there are no guarantees in the stock market, but historically, that's a great hit rate and a good return. We've had a substantial rally, nearing almost exactly two months, mirroring the midsummer's rally. Given the Federal Reserve's continued fight on inflation, the market has now gotten technically overbought, there's year-end tax loss selling coming from individuals, and corporate stock buyback windows, it's about to close over the next few weeks. so. It's probably time to expect an uptick in volatility again and a pause in the rate of change of stock gains. Can we continue our rallying into year end? Yes, that would be very normal in a lurching grind factor. But once again, there are no guarantees. With the volatility the markets have experienced in 2022, our investment team recommends that you get on the phone and give our Oak Harvest team a call and speak to one of our financial advisors and planners. Set up a meeting and sit down with someone from our team. Let us walk you through how the sequence of return can affect your retirement every bit as much than your average investment return your current advisor is generating. Give us a call here at 877-896-0040 and let our team have a chance to determine your investment allocation and have our financial planning team model your cash needs through your retirement years. Whether your cash account is yielding a few basis points or a few percentage points, the entire Oak Harvest team is here to help you navigate into and through your retirement years. I'm Chris Paris, and for the whole team here at Oak Harvest, Have a blessed weekend.